This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. We are going to have a lively discussion on twin flames and soulmates and marriage and relationships. So it should be quite an exciting show today. So do you want to say good morning, Ahana? Yes, indeed I do. Good morning, everybody, from sunny, sunny San Diego. A little bit overcast this morning, as Angie Rose says, but still, we are enjoying such absolutely amazing weather. And that is not the case for other people around the United States or indeed around the world. Colorado has been suffering. Various other places have been suffering. Upstate New York's had floods and stuff. And our own good friends and family over in Ireland have had their share of rain as well. Now, isn't it interesting that many, many months ago and indeed several years ago, Angel Rose, in the Akashic Records, you did mention about these kind of things. I know you're not into predictions and so on. You don't want to put out the fear out there, and and I admire that. But at the same time, it is validating when you see things happening that you, you were aware of in your consciousness and in your awareness. But our purpose is not, as I said, to spread evil or doom and gloom, and we keep a positive look on things. And indeed, on our Sunday morning sessions, in the group Akashic Record sessions, we're very aware that at the end of every session, which are free, by the way, so you should join in, just go to worldofempowerment.com, those sessions we actually do a little meditation at the end, which is a meditation to Paradise Earth. And that meditation really, really does bring it all forward, doesn't it, Angel Rose? In terms of that highest and best outcome for the planet and everything that's on it. Well, it really is about moving timelines. And the, set, the fact that Paradise Earth exists right now in a different frequency band. And, you know, we've been asked by Source to focus our attention on it so we could bring it into this timeline uh, certainly we need all the help we can get right now, don't we, Ahano, as things are getting quite, quite crazy. In fact, uh, what did we just hear about yesterday? Actually, a good friend of ours from Ireland sent us this link uh, that talked to us about the military and the government preparing for some sort of event or disaster up in the northeastern quadrant of the U.S., uh, would it cover Pennsylvania, Maryland, D, Washington, D.C., New York, and Delaware. And apparently they are sending troops up there by the end of September up through November. They are looking and scrounging for anyone who has supplies of food and water. And it looks like they are uh, some sort of vaccine they're creating for some virus. So it looks like they're anticipating some sort of biological problem. Or they're creating it themselves. But it did not sound good, did it, Ahanu, when we read that. It sounded pretty horrible. So 
Uh, of course, your first thought is time to leave the country because, you know, obviously that's martial law. Being armed to the hilt, uh, apparently they're expecting uh, riots in the street as a result of whatever this is, this thing is that they're anticipating or preparing for. So when you hear stuff like that, it's we find it sometimes very hard to keep our head above the parapet, don't we, Hanu? Yeah, it is an important thing, though, as I say, to continue to try to to keep a level head about these things and realize that the whole thing is a game. It's one big boy's game playing with guns and stuff and power and control and greed and all of that. And it is difficult to combat that with love in the sense that you tend to feel you're not making any progress and that the forces of light, let's call it, for want of a better way to describe things, is not winning, you know, and that can be very frustrating and very, very depressing. But at the same time, though, we have also heard in the Akashic Records, repeatedly actually, from source saying that there is nobody or nothing that can destroy my creation. And we must really, really always try hard to keep that in mind that there is an absolutely wonderful underlay of joy and wonder and happiness and perfection that's running through us and throughout the universe and throughout all creation. And just because we have a few minions trying to exercise control here and there, it doesn't mean that they win and they need us to actually create these outcomes. And this is all the more reason why it's so important to keep our consciousness clear and keep our consciousness focused on that highest heroic outcome of peace and love and paradise earth instead of the fear mongering and the death consciousness that we've been immersed in for so many eons. That is true, I know this why Source has asked us to focus our intention on Paradise Earth to bring it forward. So, um, we will do that, but we were just expressing that it can get quite, um, quite depressing at times listening to all this. I don't know if anybody else ever feels that, but certainly Ahanu is correct. We have to keep our sights on the new world, because there's plenty of wonderful inventions happening all over the place. Um, well, we were just watching um, a couple yesterday, some 16-year-old. What did he invent, Ahana? I forgot. Do you remember? Well, there was a, a 13-year-old. Oh, the short, solar. The solar tree. The solar tree, that, that he watched how a tree grows, and he, he actually saw the Fibonacci spiral sequence in trees and in their limbs and he modeled uh, a solar powered like little tree as a more efficient way to bring in solar energy and use it and that was pretty remarkable he was only I think 13 years old and some other 16 year old just did something with plastics using banana peels uh, instead of oil to create plastics and these young children who are just coming up with these incredible inventions for the planet. So we have to keep our sights on those things because they're nothing short of miraculous. Absolutely, yes. And not only that, but they are typical of the indigo crystal and rainbow children that we've spoken about so many times in the past. And indeed, we have a little ebook about them that we've written 
oh, a few years ago now, but it's as relevant now as it was then, all about the capabilities and the capacity of these young children that have really they're coming in with a memory of source aren't they but you know there is also movements afoot to quench that fire of creativity and to to dumb them down and fill them full of injections and drugs and all sorts of things and label them as ADHD and um, God knows what else and and make them depressed and this is also one of the reasons why there's such a huge spike in the numbers of of suicides all over the world not just in this country and that's typical of that agenda that's actually happening but you know when when we focus on the paradise earth as we say then we do have these absolutely amazing inventions and solutions that these young people are coming up with and I have to say that they are they're nothing short of ingenious they're inspired they are they're inspired because some other young gentlemen I think around 16 years old also created a way to clean the oceans um, he may created some sort of device that actually pulls all the plastic bags and everything toward a particular center and I think he said uh, I forgot the, the amount of time but w- within five years or something he could have the whole oceans cleaned, and that's pretty amazing as well. So we are looking at some very, very positive things that are going on in our world, and that's what we have to focus on because more and more these children are being born, and they wouldn't be being born without a reason. Uh, obviously, they're here uh, to show us that the human species uh, is evolving and is becoming uh, much more intelligent, much smarter, and uh, we'll see in the results of that now. Every not just in ev- inventions, but in arts and music and all sorts of things. So that's what we have to remember and stay clear on. Very hard when you're being bombarded with uh, all this death and violence, isn't it, Ahana? Yeah, it really is. And you know, this is where we we do have to. I don't want to sound like I'm preaching God. But it is an ongoing exercise. There's no doubt about it. It's absolutely relentless. And it is incumbent upon us to watch our thoughts at every moment. And that's not easy. You know, it's, you know, God as close as we are to the whole business of consciousness. And, you know, forgive my use of words. It's, it's very hard to explain using the words in English that Sometimes we try to explain when we're speaking about consciousness and concepts and principles and so on. But I I hope the words we use do help explain to some extent. It is tough. It really is. You do feel as if you're in a constant battle and that, as I said earlier, you know, the sense that you're losing. But we, we have to so much every moment make the choice for paradise, make the choice for love, make the choice for the best, make the choice not to entertain that negative agenda. Because by us going into fear, as I said, we're creating it and we certainly don't want to do that. But Angel Rose... Our show today is about twin flames and soulmates, and that's an absolutely glorious subject. And I'd really like to stay on course because we only have that period of, like, what, 50 minutes left. And there's, that's such a huge subject. And I do know that amongst our listeners, there are so many people that need to know about twin flames and soulmates. Indeed, it's one of the single biggest inquiries that we get 
all the time for the last number of years is about whether people are in a twin flame or a soulmate relationship or what's the difference between them or how can they tell the difference between them and so on. And not only do we get that in terms of emails that come into us or phone calls or by way of your Akashic Record readings, but we also have a little twin flame and soulmates ebook on Kindle. And I'm only mentioning it really not by way of pushing it for sale, but the fact is that that's, that small ebook on Kindle has, is actually the best selling of all of our Kindle ebooks out there. And, you know, that should show you that this is something that people really, really need to know about. People are, are craving for that special relationship. They're, they're in turmoil about finding that really deep, satisfying, purposeful relationship in their lives and this is why they they come to us and this is why they buy that little ebook and if anybody wanted to get hold of it do go to amazon kindle and just search for angel rose or myself ahanu and let me spell those because for our new listeners they actually won't know the spelling of it angel is a-i-n-g-e-a-l-r-o-s-e so it's all sounds like Anne and gail and rose together and Gail Rose and my name is Ahanu A-H-O-N-U and you're very welcome to the Honest to God series radio show today. It's appropriate that it's our 75th show. It's our 75th anniversary show and we're speaking about twin flames and soulmates. Yeah, so what sparked this conversation because twin flame energies really do have to do with what we're speaking about on the planet because they are the merging or balancing of male and female energies. But we have to digress a little bit, Anu, because last week our daughter got married, our daughter Janae, got married to a wonderful young man named Nate. And um, you were the officiating minister. And it was quite an interesting thing because in the beginning when you were speaking to uh, the audience or people who were attending uh, Janae and Nate uh, were kind of standing apart from one another and you commented that the energy between them was so magnetic that you had a hard time keeping them from holding hands or from coming closer together. Can you speak about that? Because that is one of the qualities of Twin Flames. We're able to sense energy, let's call it. And I was standing between the couple as the minister and I have to say, it was a really strong, palpable, almost measurable energy between them that just wanted to come together. It was strong. It was magnetic. And I was very aware, as the minister, that they would be joining together very shortly, but that there were certain vows that had to take place and there were certain things that needed to be said. And I was aware when that moment came that as soon as I stepped back, the couple just came together as if nothing in on the planet, nothing in the universe was going to stop them or keep them apart. And like you say, what came to my mind was, indeed, it was like uh, that twin flame couple, that come hell or high water, no matter what happens, this couple must come together. Their energies must fuse. They must join. And that was, for anybody who was sensitive to energies, to actually watch that on the podium there at that wedding ceremony, and we've, we've looked at it several times indeed on the video and you can see that, that union taking place. And it was a beautiful thing, an absolutely beautiful, glorious thing. 
I did have a special emotion around it, as all weddings do, but the fact that my daughter rode in on her horse was absolutely magical. And uh, the energy, everyone was, of course, very emotional. It was just uh, one of those enchantment types of things, and the setting that they had it in was up in the country. In fact, my new son-in-law said it was like getting married in the Shire. Well, you know, wouldn't we all love to be living in the Shire? Uh, I I certainly would. But anyway, having this discussion about marriage and twin flame relationships and soulmate relationships, you know, what is happening now, and, and I believe there's even a configuration in the sky now with planets that is taking on the shape of a six-pointed star. And this is all about the alignment of male and female energies. And twin flame relationships are an attempt or an opportunity to harmonize those two parts of us. Now, that can also take place internally. Uh, there is certainly a balancing going on within each of us right now in terms of our own male and female energies. And, you know, when Ahanu was speaking about us having to keep it together right now, we can start to take a look at the distortions in um, male energy and female energy on the planet. Uh, everything from, you know, this aggression, this war, this, this is a misuse of male energy when it's certainly not provoked, when we want to just go in and shed blood. This is certainly a quality of, of satanic governments as they feed off bloodshed, sorrow in people. So, you know, they're wanting more of that. But it's showing us how extreme this is. I mean, even in Egypt... With Egypt uh, declaring its freedom and demanding true democracy, you still have people in that country or forces in that country who are still trying to take over, to be controlling, to, uh, you know, fight against different religions. And, you know, this has to stop. This is an absolute misuse of male energy and, and it carries a lots of places because I know, I know if you're on Facebook you're also it's also being exposed uh, about the Yemen's uh, men who marry children who marry girls that are 8 years old and one just recently died from uh, internal injuries from sexual intercourse so you could see the distortion that is here on this planet in so many ways still between this male and female energy and even uh, in the first book of mine, A Time of Change, when Mary came to us one evening and asked if she could speak about this uh, male-female balance because she was saying that until it's balanced within each of us, we will never have a planet that that is peaceful, that these two energies have been grossly distorted and everything from the feminine energy also being suppressed for so long which, of course, is the, you know, the female energy is the energy of nature. It's the nourishing energy, the supportive energy, the life-giving energy. So, you know, we have this issue now where these two forces really need to be, um, the male needs to be toned down immensely. The female needs to come up uh, in its importance. And this is happening inside each of us because we all have our, 
own individual programs about men and women and what we expect and roles that we all play. So what we're watching is quite a huge influx of twin flame partners who are finding one another now, coming back together, being given the opportunities to come together because not all twin flames accept the opportunity. But it is an attempt to come and balance those two male and female energies. And and twin flames don't always have to be male and female, by the way. It really has to do with which polarity uh, the each each one is carrying uh, in terms of completing a particular uh, pattern of energy within the within the uh, soul itself, because twin flames literally are each other. They are exactly the same uh, divine essence that split apart um, many many eons ago, and each each part started to take on their own lifetimes and soul journeys through the universe, and now they are attempting to come back together to go home. And But not only to go home, they first have this planetary mission that is to balance this male-female energy. And um, we do have lots of calls from people who are one of, who are in, not in twin flame relationships, although the, it includes those, but people who've been given the opportunity to have a twin flame relationship and one partner or the other is not accepting it even though they say they know what it is, they'll go off and choose a relationship that's still based on ego. And uh, twin flame relationships are definitely uh, not based on ego. In fact, all of that has to go when you're in this type of relationship. But there's so many people, man, men and women, who don't say yes to this. And it's really kind of a tragedy because... Um, they're, what they're really saying is they're not willing to take on the responsibility of balancing the male and female energy on the planet. And it's actually uh, a, a kind of a parenting role, really, when you do take it on. So you were going to say something, Anna. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that very often people in existing relationships may be confused because they know that there is this other relationship out there. In fact, I just took the opportunity to look at the introduction of the little twin flame and soulmate ebook that we have on Kindle. And it says those already in relationships may be confused because the partnership maybe isn't as harmonious as expected or the partner is not at the same spiritual level that they believe they should be or they feel or believe that there's a higher, more special relationship still waiting in the wings to be discovered. And that's an interesting point, because a lot of times we may go through several soulmate relationships to arrive at the twin flame relationship. In a way, a a sort of a purification or a cleansing of karma, and even those words are not correct, actually, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with any relationship ever at any point in time at all. Because when you see the bigger picture, everything is as it should be. Everything is perfect as the way it is. But there is this tendency, this movement in spirit towards perfection. And that's when the twin flame relationship comes in. And there's one other point that we made in that introduction to the twin flame ebook, And it said, inspired by the grandeur of love, artists, writers and composers throughout the ages 
have expressed both love's exalted heights and tragic depths. In many of their masterpieces, we can sense an inner understanding of twin flames and soulmates, their love for one another, and their encounters with karma and cosmic law, and they raise the question about eternal love. And isn't it true, though, that all those great epic stories and dramas and movies that we see about the love story, isn't it always about that twin flame relationship, Engel Rose? And some of them are absolutely wonderful, but the tragedy at the end is always so disheartening. Yes, and I and I wonder where that whole tragedy part comes in because, you know, certainly it leaves somebody with this sense of uh, hopelessness because the flame, the twin flame relationship doesn't last or there's ego gets in there and destroys it but that's not always the endings and i you know as much as i love those stories some of those stories as we know are romeo and juliet wuthering heights tristan and his old um you know but you'll see various things play out where the twin flame energy has an opportunity to be together come into union and something always distracts it or takes it away. And this is, this is, um, this is why these things are tragic. And I personally wish they'd make a movie where the ending is not that way because they don't really focus on what the accomplishments or the growth is that twin flames can experience. Because it's not an easy relationship. We, we won't lie. You know, even though this love is there, this very deep, familiar, all-encompassing, very high spiritual love is there. It's a purification process in and of itself because because you are one another, literally. You probably have the same unhealed issues. Um, you've probably grown. Each one of you has probably grown independently in a certain way. But you would have your own unhealed issues, and those get mirrored back to you quite frequently and rapidly. So you do have to constantly be choosing to take responsibility for your healing in these relationships. And certainly that's true really of all relationships because uh, even the Course in Miracles will talk about holy relationships and um, basically say that both partners in a relationship have to be willing to um, wake up and take responsibility for their part is being a creator of their beliefs and thoughts and if if that's not happening in a relationship where you don't have two people who are willing and conscious and willing to be honest a lot of times the relationship will fall apart because of that and so you know the course would really say uh, that's an unholy relationship or I would even go further to say it's no relationship because Love is love is a constant commitment, and it's a choice. It's a constant choice. But I want to speak about the soulmates briefly, just so people understand that a soulmate is really anyone that you've shared a past life with on any level. And they're not always strictly romantic. They can be teacher-student, uh, parents, um, siblings, friends. They can be... And they can even be enemies, actually. But soulmates come around. In fact, I'd say that probably 98% of people that we meet in our lives, we've known before. So you could consider them all 
soulmates. Some are adversarial and they're here for healing um, or to teach us something. Some are um, for harmony and working on projects. But a lot of people mistake the twin flame as a soulmate and it's not the same thing. The twin flame is really you are one another. That was one of the single biggest questions that we've got over the years about the twins and soulmates. What is the main differences? And in that little ebook that I keep referring to, I remember us breaking down in, in, by way of a, like a, a visual chart to show the differences between twin flames and soulmates. And it's really, really very telling actually when you see it in that format. You know, you, you could, you could point out to somebody what are the differences. But when you see them laid out that this, these are twin characteristics and these are soul characteristics, it all starts to make huge sense. So we're going to run through that very, very quickly, those differences. Just after this break, we have to take a quick little studio break and then we will be right back to going through those differences. But remember that you're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on the Honest to God series radio show. It's our 75th anniversary show, and we're coming to you with Twin Flames and Soulmates on this great day, Saturday, the 14th of August, 2013. Oh, September, I'm sorry. (laughs) There you are. See, talking about Twin Flames and Soulmates has me transported backwards and forwards in time. We'll be right back after this break. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Hey, welcome back everybody to Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. And we're having a conversation about twin flames and soulmates and actually even further, you know, into marriages and relationships of all sorts. So if you're interested in calling in the show today, it's 805-292-0349. Okay, let me go through just very, very quickly down this chart of the differences that we mentioned before the break. And it's I find it interesting, as I said, because it spells them out in a way that, you know, is easier to understand, I think. And if Angel Rose did mention that the soulmate can be a parent, child, co-worker, sibling, lover, husband, wife, teacher, student, that kind of relationship. They're usually part of the same soul or galactic family and they're here to learn from one another and here to get projects done. And they're here also to work out unresolved karma and they can be positive or very negative relationships. And indeed, many times we have found that soulmates come together to birth advanced children and they need to have their personalities online with their sole purpose for the relationship to last or for even to come together in the first place. So you can tell from that that they're functional, they're, they're practical, they're, they serve some purpose, they, they're working out old karma or they're building something for something into the future. But you can see that in a way there there is something else. There is that sense that, oh, you know, there is that sailing into the sunset type of relationship. There is that. Okay, or they can be strong attractions that don't last too. But there's usually a sense of I know you that comes with a soulmate connection or this is familiar. And I do remember years ago when I went and swam with, 
the dolphins and whales, uh, there were 21 of us. None of us had met one another prior. It was my first experience of meeting soul family because uh, we were also connected on that boat. We remembered each other from Atlantis and Egypt and all sorts of lifetimes. So those are the kinds of things that soulmates relationships are made of, and they're very, very powerful in their energy. And it is also um, why we mention that they can be enemies because we've seen lots of people who stay in a relationship because the attraction is so strong, even if it's dysfunctional. And that's when you really have to know that the lesson really is, is to break some old pattern. Okay, but anyway, continue, Hannah. Now, let's pop across to the twins category and just run through the characteristics of twin flames. And the core essence or the divine blueprint is the same. That's a fundamental thing. They have a planetary contract. They have an ascension contract. They split off into separate incarnations. The twins do create their own karma but they come back around again during planetary cycles. They have each cleared a lot of karma before they meet, and they heal together any leftover karma, and they are ready to return home together as one. And that's a beautiful point. And this is also one of the reasons, I think, why we have these tragedies that are in these movies and these love stories, is because they're they're somehow thwarted from completing that full cycle. And and that is the tragedy in itself. These interferences. Yes, yes. So they also bring all other selves with them. Now, that does need explanation, but this is not the forum to talk about all these other aspects of ourselves. But that is a truth of twins. They bring all other selves with them. And they also help others out in terms of ascension because the twin actually holds ascension codes to aid the planet in cyclic evolution. And I think this is one of the reasons why they gain such fame and notoriety also because they are carrying codes that help lots and lots of other people. And one of the physical characteristics, of course, of the twin flame is that they create a third Merkaba vehicle. And this needs to be explained, and perhaps Angel Rose could pop in there and quickly explain what happens when the twin flame couple come together and what happens when a third Merkaba vehicle is created. Well, first of all, the Merkaba vehicle is an energetic geometry around all life forms, really, but around the human body, it does take the shape of a star tetrahedron. with it's really male and female energies that merge in the middle and spin and rotate and we have that around ourselves and some of our Merkabas work great some of us don't but when a twin comes together they create a third larger Merkaba field around themselves so it means that they have a greater range of influence now I do have to say though Ahanu that you know, not everyone's twin is on the planet. And even though that's true, like I have many people in readings wanting to know if they're twins on the planet. If your if your twin is not on the planet and it's in spirit, chances are it's been working with you anyway from spirit. It's, it's holding a particular uh, pole or energy 
on the other side, just as you're doing here. And you may still be uh, working together and energetically creating things together, even though you don't know it. So uh, oftentimes, if that's the case, you will, if you're meant to be with a partner who uh, also is helping on a planetary mission or is a soulmate, you will be given the next best thing. So don't lose heart if you are meant to have these relationships. Now, if you're not meant to have these relationships, you know, you could just be with somebody that you're working out old things with, or this could be your lifetime where your focus is on going within and really working on your own inner spirituality, which of course is part of part of relationships anyway, but I do know that, you know, there's times in my life I've been alone for years and that purpose was always to, you know, be meditating more, going within, finding out about my own inner uh, male and female alchemy that everybody's got within them. And so there's lots of pieces to male and female energy and their merger and balance. So... We all really are in the same situation in the sense that we are learning how to balance them this time. In fact, it's so important that we do. And, you know, when you take on a relationship, if you're meant to be in one, there usually is, um, you know, accelerated growth that can happen between each each one of yourselves. And, you know, of course, Sahano, it does need to be mentioned now for people who don't know that you and I are twins. And, you know, that's a story in and of itself. And we also became ordained ministers uh, last year in October, coming up on our one-year anniversary, Ahano, for our ministerial. And one of the reasons we did that was so that we could offer couples uh, who believe they're in twin flame relationships or soulmate relationships if they want to be married by a male and a female minister at the same time in order to enhance uh, those two energies between them that Ahanu and I do offer those types of marriages. So we did want to just mention that. We've never mentioned that before, actually. Yeah, that is that is a new thing, but be uh, prompted by demand really, and also by our own desire to facilitate more and more of these twin flame marriages. And in fact, we're going to call that little segment of our business, we're going to call it twin flame weddings. So watch out for a little posting about that on angelrose.com over the coming weeks, twin flame weddings. Just how if they want to find out if we'd be available to marry them. Yeah, we, we we've got several presences on the web they can contact us through your website angelrose.com that's a-i-n-g-e-a-l-r-o-s-e.com or the world of empowerment and that's all one word worldofempowerment.com there's various contact pages on there and also as I mentioned through our Kindle book if you were to go on Amazon and just search for either Angel Rose or Ahanu A-H-O-N-U you will actually find a list of our various ebooks, and any one of them at the end of those ebooks actually has all our contact details. That's another way. And then, of course, we have a fairly lively social presence. So if you were to search on Facebook, for example, you will find 
Angel Rose and myself Ahanu and uh, we're also on LinkedIn and so I, I think just a general search on Google for example will pop up with some connection to us somewhere and you will be able to connect with us and in that way then we'd be delighted to be able to facilitate you if you if, either to just answer your basic questions about whether you're in the twin flame or soulmate relationship or move forward into the twin flame wedding that would be an absolute joy all right, and it doesn't have to just be twin flames that are getting married. It could be anybody, really, Ahanu. It's just the idea of getting married by a male and female minister to strengthen and hold that balance of male and female energy in the relationship and balance it, perhaps. So we need to be clear on that. Now, I also want to springboard over, too, because we're really talking about balance today. And we're talking about the marriage of our male and female energies within us. That there's so many aspects of this. And one of the other things uh, you and I are doing, Ahana, is we're balancing our brains. And, you know, this is something that pops up, right? There is a, a program we're doing called Brain Highways. That's Brain Highways, if anybody wants to Google it, because we don't have time to go into it all right now. But really it's a program designed um, to help children, but also adults. And it goes on the assumption that if you don't have certain parts of your brain developed or balanced, then you can't function correctly in life. And so Ahanu and I, uh, or anybody really I think who's awake can recognize that we probably all have underdeveloped parts of our brain throughout our lives, either either from when we were young and we didn't go through certain stages correctly or through traumas that have impacted uh, the functioning of our brain and paralyzed it in some way. So we are doing a program called Brain Highways, which is meant to uh, do certain physical exercises and activities to balance the brain and put it basically put it back into balance. And why I'm mentioning this, is because um, I we've noticed anyway with the degree of bombardment, let's say, of our atmosphere, and uh, certainly we're in California where it's reported that the uh, radiation from Fukushima is affecting uh, our atmosphere now and our waters and is spreading across the U.S. But it isn't just that. It's pollution. It's vaccines, it's the um, onslaught of pharmaceuticals, all of these things really do tax the immune system and do dumb down the brain's functioning. And when you're trying to merge your male and female energies within you, if you can't reason correctly or you're in brain fog or your body's not working right, uh, all of these things will affect your ability to receive higher impulses and balance those two parts of you. So did you want to say anything about that, Ahana? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's much like unraveling a tangled ball of yarn to find our true selves that's residing at the center. And this is why we're doing the, the brain highway thing and something that we, we find ourselves recommending to others because it's one of the impediments let's call it to people 
expressing themselves fully and wholly while they're on the planet and finding that twin flame relationship so they can be fully expressive and go home together. And the more you remember your time stream, you see, when your brain is balanced in that way and when we... Uh, from our from our early childhood when we connect all the different hemispheres of the brain and when we connect all those synapses and when that growth happens naturally and organically then we can remember our original essence and the more we remember our essence the more we're able to recognize and attract the twin self right and we do have to be able to think and reason and you know, this is part of the problem on the planet, <clears throat> is that our ability to reason isn't there. And I'm, I'm not talking about thinking. I'm talking about reasoning, which is comes from an inner sense of knowing or a, a deep, deep uh, sense of what's correct or what's not correct, or even your sense of direction. All of those things go in that category. So do take care of yourselves um in a really good way and is there anybody on the line that would like to call nobody's calling today uh, people either love this conversation or they write us later and they give us a, a really long story about their own twin flame relationships but certainly Ahana we've gone through a lot of really wonderful times and really interruptive times with our own relationship we see how the interruptions come in there, which I'm sure maybe they do in all relationships. But one of the things I've noticed that's different about this relationship is the in grief you feel if you are apart too long or if you argue. And that's not true in any other relationship I've been in. I mean, I other relationships, if I felt I had an issue or there was an argument, definitely would go full force and sometimes even stay angry for days and maybe I've just evolved Ahana since then but it's not easy to do <laughs> with you always the, the pain of arguing with you or being at odds with you is horrible and uh, we we make up really really fast because we can't handle you know the, the whole feeling of that and I find that's very different is, is those uh, grief is magnified when you're at odds uh, the whole issue of being separated is magnified with with this relationship too. Well, there are some of the points that are characteristic of the twin flame relationship. But there's also something that I'd like to be able to squeeze in in the time that's allotted to us today. And that is about how painful it is when the other twin doesn't recognize you. You know, if you're in the early stages or if you're seeking the twin and the, the other twin doesn't come together or doesn't get it. And that can be very, very painful and sad. And uh, there, there can be various reasons for that, of course. You know, if the twin, other twin has lesser attainment, let's say, for want of a better way to describe it, or more worldly ties, well, then you might have to just continue on alone for this time cycle. And there may be different karma that has to be resolved even though the desire to connect might be strong. And uh, there's, there's, I find it tragic, actually, when you do have that situation and one doesn't recognize the other. Well, and sometimes they do recognize each other and one or the other will still choose not to go there. 
And some of some people too, when twins that meet, I mean, they could they could be in other relationships. They could be married to someone else. That's always a difficulty uh, when that happens because it brings up a whole lot of issues. But the other part of a twin flame exchange, though, is the exchanging of codes. And let me just talk about that energetically for people who don't end up with their twin and would be going through the sorrow because sometimes what's really meant to happen, um, well, I, I do think it's always an opportunity of, uh, and a choice of what to do with it, but let's say they don't choose each other, for example. What, they, what could be happening is they could be energetically exchanging uh, certain light codes between each other just by being in each other's proximity. And that could be part of the reason for the coming together as well. And so what that does, though, is it catalyzes growth in each other, okay, to continue on their path or, you know, to do what they have to do, even if they're not at the level of living together or, you know, coming together in that way. In fact, remember the the talk we did in Ireland, Ahanu? We were at a holistic fair. We did a talk on Twin Flames. There's quite a lot of people there. And this woman in the front row came up to us later and she was crying and she said that she now understood who her daughter was to her. And this is, this is a, a really good example that twin flame relationships are not always meant to be romantic marriages and partnerships. And it's important to say because I think we do have this uh, image that is always male, female and that they come together romantically just like we do with soulmates. But in this case, when you have a situation like that where it becomes a mother-daughter or parent-child, it can be that they can come together in the same family in order to be close to each other, in order to uh, hold a certain space or energy, but yet each one individually on the soul level is doing something particular with their own path. And that can happen too. Or, or you can have twin flames that are on the planet now, and never meet each other. One can be in another part of the world uh, because they have a mission to do in their own right. So we have to consider there's lots of factors here why twin flames don't necessarily come together even though their energies are on the planet at the same time. That's right. And the beautiful thing about the twin flame relationship is that it, it is a wonderful relationship. It really is. But having said that, there are countless difficulties because there are those negative energies that we talked about out there that don't want a twin flame relationship to succeed and the reason is because it creates this third Merkaba which allows for all kinds of ascension potential and codes to, to benefit the, the planet and everybody on it and for those reasons twin flame relationships tend to be thwarted now just meeting your twin flame doesn't mean everything is going to be wonderful the twin flame relationship has a sacredness about it that requires constant protection, diligence and commitment. And because the twin is you, there's no way to hide or keep secrets from one another. Each one thinks like the other, feels what the other feels and knows the ins and outs of the other. So there's no hiding. And I found this really interesting in our relationship because that's what actually pulled out pulls out personal growth really because you can't run away from it you can't hide you can't make excuses anymore you've got to just face it and deal with it and grow from it and that's absolutely a wonderful thing because we we did mention the 
the grief and the sorrow that can be in this relationship. So, as you say, when you can't hide, you know, this is some of the reason people don't choose this relationship because they're into an ego thing or they like to keep their personal lives separate from their partner or keep things hidden. And that certainly can't happen here. But, you know, the other part of this is that, again, when you feel at that level with a partner, um, you know how they're feeling all the time because you feel it. There's no separation here. So it, it, it really is a sacred thing to do because it's a great opportunity to be looking at your own issues together. And also, you know, the whole friendship thing or just the emotional stuff that comes up when one of your, when, if your partner is upset about something, you know, it really affects you deeply too. So there's a level here of depth of feeling that goes on too that um, is very evident in twin flame yeah. relationships. I, I don't want to finish on, on a negative. In fact, we won't finish on a negative. But just to point out that when we're speaking about twins being interfered with, I, I think twins get interfered with more than most other relationships and they encounter jealousy and envy from others who want what they have. And they'll also be presented with temptations that pull on their most unhealed aspects. And of course, we did mention about dark forces operating on the planet. And dark forces against love will certainly throw numerous obstacles in their path to try to divide them. And some twins, of course, as we know, come in with huge differences in age. And we have prejudices in our society about that kind of thing. And some are physically impaired in in some way. And others have gone through abuses and traumas and sometimes dogma or even great distances, as you mentioned, divide them. But really, the, the, the outcome, the ultimate and most wonderful outcome is when the twin gets through these difficulties and comes together, there is an absolutely amazing, wonderful, joyful thing that happens on such a deep level that it's very difficult to describe it. It's, it's an experience. It's a personal experience. But it seems to emanate out into others and others can can participate in it and others can actually enjoy it and others can feel it. That's true. And you do get a lot of help, though, even though we've talked about a lot of the interferences. Uh, and I think it isn't really that other relationships don't go through the same thing. It's just that when it's a twin, it seems to be accelerated, almost relentless in a way, until you get through certain things. But you have a lot of help. We've had a lot of help. We've had a lot of spiritual intervention come in and let us know what's going on, you know, at other levels. So the twin flames are protected in a way in the sense that um, you will be given a heads up on what the energy is that's going on and what the choices are. And you're always at choice with any relationship. And relationships really are about, you know, continuing to develop love ultimately. It's not just twin flames. It's any relationship you have. It's really all about higher and higher degrees of love and forgiveness and friendship. And I think that has to be the first foundation in any relationship, whether it's romantic or it's something else. There has to be friendship. Once you lose friendship between yourselves, you might as well kiss it goodbye because everybody needs to know that they're safe in somebody. And when you're partners to each other or your friends, you, you, it has to be safety. 
And I can end this when we, when you talk again on Sunday mornings. By the way, again, if you want to join into that, it's worldofempowerment.com. That's a free Akashic group session. Starts at 10 o'clock Pacific time. But this is the reason why we, we're going to close here with reminding ourselves of Paradise Earth. Because Paradise Earth, everybody who's journeyed there in these meditations that we do, all report the same thing. It's unlimited love. There is full acceptance. You never have to worry that there's an enemy that's attacking you. You don't have to be suspicious because you know everything there is supportive, supportive of your growth and creativity. And, you know, imagine that if you would. Imagine what it would be like to know that the people that you look at, the people that you're in relationship with, you can trust. And I've always said to Ahanu that as long as we have an unhealed ego, uh, we're not trustworthy because that ego will get in there and destroy. That's what it's about. So inner purification is really, really paramount in this time we're in, not only because of what's going on with the world, but our own quality of ascension. And I have to stop there. So see you all tomorrow. The Eight Steps to Freedom is at 8stepstofreedom.com and Gail Rose's book, A Time of Change, is on atimeofchange.info. Her new book, The Nature of Reality, is thenatureofreality.info. Remember, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, worldofempowerment.com, the free Akashic Records online. And tomorrow morning we have, uh, I'm sorry, uh, next week we have Charlotte Young on our Honest to God series radio show. Until next Saturday, we send you our love, our blessings, and thank you for listening to Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as we say in Ireland, Slán agus Benacht de Liv Galair. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu.